Hi, and welcome back to Educators Let's Get Real. I'm Jen. I'm Danielle. And today we're talking about the first part of principle number seven. Yay. Today is all about social investment. And what? as an extrovert, this is the part that I love um, because I just like people and I like... I mean, I should say I like people for the most part. Um, <laughs> I think the older I get and the longer I live in Wyoming, the more I'm like, yeah, a lot of people are just not my thing. Um, but I do like connection with people. Um, I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. I have been for a really long time. And one of the things that she said early on in my kind of study of all this stuff is, we're hardwired for connection. Literally, our brains and our survival require connection to other people. Um, and when we don't have that, everything becomes a lot harder. Um, and today, in the beginning of this principle, he's talking about when we start to feel stress, when we start mm-hmm. to feel overwhelmed. I think personally, we're in the throes of standardized testing um, and the end of the year and all of those things, um, the first thing that goes is that social connection. connection. We go to our rooms, we close our doors, we, you know, want to disconnect because we think that is how we will become more productive. That is how all the stuff goes away. And the opposite is actually the truth is when we are feeling that stress and when we are feeling that overwhelm, we have to turn outward towards other people yep. instead of inward. He starts by talking about when he was a volunteer firefighter in Texas, and it was hot. And they were on their final, like, big test type thing. And he he was put with another person, and they said, okay, there's a dummy in the room, and there's going to be smoke, and your air tanks are full, and you guys need to go in, but you have to stay together. Have to. No matter what, you have to stay together. That was their one requirement and they assured them there was enough oxygen there was enough of everything you have to stay together and he said oh okay it seemed to yeah, be and enough they and said, they go in well he, and they the firefighters that were running it said it is nearly impossible to do alone yep but it is almost e- it is fairly easy to do together right and then yeah, you can't do it apart and so they go in and the smoke's going and everything's happening and the air tank goes off that it's low and he's like it must be a mistake and you guys can read the rest of it, but in general, they let go of each other. And so when the firemen go in to find him, he was crawling around in circles at a dead end, and his partner was totally away from him. And so think about that state testing, especially right now, guys, whether it's state testing or district testing, whether you're doing Acadians or MAPS or whatever test you guys are doing, um, YTOP, uh, Paw, I mean, what's the, there's a whole bunch of different, all the states have different names. You guys are getting ready for that. You're in a smoke-filled room. You feel like your oxygen's turning off. And instead of holding on to your team, you're letting go of them. And I guarantee you, if I went in to try to find you, you're banging your head in a corner going in circles <laughs> thinking you're working and you're nowhere near where you need to be. And it yeah. says we find ourselves to hold on tight to the people around us and not let go. And that's... I thought that was excellent. Like when we are faced in that challenge, like right now when we're so stressed, when you want to be alone, you have to hold on to your people. Yeah, we talk about this also in the context of, you know, think about your lunchtime, right? And I know mm-hmm. this is I know this is potentially the polar opposite of what we said in the last podcast of, 
you know, have that focus time and work through your planning and do all those things. Um, but there's a balance that has to be had between. And Danielle s- hates that word balance, but there I is a balance. I do hate the word balance, but I think it, I think it, it's a perfectly imbalanced balance in my world. That's how I think about it is I need both of those things. And there are times that I need the focus work and I need, I don't like to close my door because it feels claustrophobic personally, but like there's times that I need to be in my classroom doing the work, avoiding the conversations that are happening in the hallway that I want to be a part of. And then there are times where the work needs to just sit there and I need that social connection. And some of that is becoming really aware of who I am and what I need at that particular moment. Because as an extrovert, when someone is out in the hallway laughing and chatting, my initial reaction is always to go to that. It's never to be like, I want to just like close my ears and get my work done. And there are times that I'm like literally sitting in my classroom, fingers in my ears, because the draw for me to go be socially engaged is so high. Um, But at the same time, I know that I need this focus work time, right? So it's it's understanding and knowing this balance and knowing that I'm not always going to have to sit in my room away from everyone else. It's definitely in that balance. But I can tell you as an administrator who looks at data all the time, like that's literally my job, okay? Well, not all of it, but it's a great <laughs> portion of it, right? Everyone wants to know the school data. So I have to know it. But if I go into PLCs, who don't take time to joke around. Guys, and there's sometimes in meetings, like I have not heard third grade laugh until I heard them laugh the other day in their PLC all year long. I have not heard you guys laugh. And then last Friday, I heard you guys laughing and I chuckled at myself knowing that you guys were having fun because that's probably the first time I've heard you guys really laughing. But if I go into teams that aren't laughing, that aren't taking the time to have fun, I will tell you visually, Physically, like you can go in and feel which teams are the most productive. And the teams that are most productive are teams that can work when they need to work, but also have a lot of fun yeah. and are smiling and laughing. And we have another, <laughs> there's two kids. No, there's three. Um, so we'll get off track. And I'm, I'm usually the one who gets them off track. I know. I'm a True. horrible principal that way. Um, <laughs> I'll get you guys off track, but then being able to go back. But just having that laughter is important. And... I love that he talks about in here the um, stock market when it was going down and people were in there and the businesses just aren't making money and they're trying to make money and life just, it's not going. And so corporations, districts, whatever, you guys, you can put it into education or you can put it into business. They gave social perks, but they ignored the morale that was going down. Like I can give you guys money. I can give you guys other stuff, but if I'm not focusing on your morale as well, yeah, you are going to burn out. You're going to be in flames. Yeah. And I think it's just such a powerful thing. Um, he says in here, you know, when stress is overwhelming, when work becomes daunting, when, you know, in my world, when <laughs> kids seem overwhelming right behavior seem overwhelming you know the demands of of testing seem overwhelming the first thing we do is we turn away from our family and friends we don't we say we don't have time to do that we don't have time to just go to the movies or go out to dinner or whatever the first thing to go when we're in crisis mode is is those relationships 
And he says, but actually the most successful people take the exact opposite approach. Instead of turning inward, focusing on the things they have to get done, they turn outward and and build those social connections um, because that is where you relieve that stress. And when the stress is lowered, that's where you have more focus time when you are working. I think it's so easy to retreat. And I think of the level of depression and anxiety and and stress that we have currently in the world. And I think so much of that is because of the pandemic and, and we've been forced to reconsider what it looks like to be social right? We're not going out to dinner or or depending on where you live, right? So everything for a really long time required us to be apart. And, and that changed so much of the dynamics and, and our social capital, our ability to communicate with one another, our ability to laugh and joke and have fun and at the expense of the stress, right? So I think that is such a powerful, we've got to find in a balance of some sort between getting work done and still maintaining some type of social capital, sitting and chatting with your coworkers, having time with your kids, right? Focused time with your kids, with your spouse, with your significant other, whoever, uh, with your friend group, right? This is where I'm terrible. Like I don't go out to dinner with friends. I, I'm home with my kids or my husband because mm-hmm. that's where I like to be. Um, and I have had people had friends like, no, you are going out with us. And if you don't like, we will literally come to your house and we will pick you up and bring you with us. Um, and I think that is sometimes what I need because again, I'm a nose to the grind type of person where I'm just like, I've got to get all the things done. Hmm. And, but I do find (laughs) ways to connect, right? So it is, I'm just giving you a hard time. It's also my connection looks very different, um, than than other people's and that's okay it's what works for me but sometimes I need people to like pull me out of that or Danielle we're going on a hike bring the kids like I don't know what you do but we're coming out and you're going to be with someone else yeah and I think that is such a powerful place to be right so this idea of of turning outward to hold on to those social connections and he even says our need for social support isn't just in our heads right when making a positive social connection the pleasure-induced hormone, oxytocin, is released into our bloodstream, immediately reducing anxiety and improving concentration and focus. Um, and he goes on, but literally he was saying, you know, if you box yourself in your own little world and you're not talking to anyone, you will actually have health issues. Yeah. So it is important. And guys, so this is what I want you to think about, because Danielle and I were talking about this, and I think it's pretty heavy. When we, we know how far behind our kids are. And I jokingly went into third grade the other day and I said, okay, White Top's coming up. If we don't score 80%, I'm handing you this plan of improvement. Like, And I told you, okay, I'll sign it. Bring it over. And it's not because we're saying our kids can't make it, right? But we're saying in general, we just know that more than likely we've made a ton of growth. And that's why we're focusing on that 1% growth for every student because every student is in such a different place. But if our only focus is on academics in that classroom and your only focus is on academics in your PLC and you are driving so hard and you're like, no, we will do this. This has to be done. 
It's not going to happen. And then the other thing that you're going to see falling, and maybe that's why we see behaviors fall in fourth quarter, is because we're pushing so hard, you're not making that social connection with your students. They're not making connections with their peers. They're not making connections with you guys. And so for me, and I'm not one to say you will follow every page in a book. Mm-hmm. Like I want one, I want growth of every kid. I think every kid has the potential to make growth mm-hmm. from where they're at. Mm-hmm. Their personal growth trajectory. Personal growth. What, now, I'd be lying if I said, nope, I don't care for at 80%. Like, eventually, one day, I would love to be at 80% proficiency. Yeah. Not going to lie, because that means that we're really not leaving so many kids behind. Like, we have them where they need to be. Is But I also understand, as an administrator, <laughs> that's not attainable right now. And it's never going to be attainable if you guys aren't having fun and if your kids aren't having fun and you're not bonding as a class please give yourself permission and and any other leaders listening to this please give your teams permission and give yourself permission to have fun with your teachers to have fun with your colleagues to have fun with your students yeah and I think I again I've talked about this on the podcast before but I truly believe that part of my job is teaching kids to have a heart teaching kids how to interact with their peers. And and I have a sign in my classroom and a, sign, a sticker on my computer and it says hearts over smarts. And I believe that. Um, but at the same token, I said to you and I've said to several people this year, I feel like I'm holding a fire hose and asking kids to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that is the nature of how our district has been set up this year and and some of the adjustments and changes that we personally have had to make. Um, but I feel like we've lost the ability, um, and maybe this is a personal thing, right? Something that I neglected this year as far as did we, did we do a fun activity? Did we say, okay, like, listen today, if we don't finish that reading lesson, it's going to be okay because in exchange for that time, we did this instead. And we've grown as a classroom and as a community of learners where we genuinely care about each other and we genuinely celebrate each other's successes and we genuinely want each other to succeed. And and in my head, that is a huge difference between mm-hmm. this year and last year. And, and building that social connectedness, not just between myself and my students, but to also build that social connection among groups of students as well. Yes. Where students now care so genuinely about each other that we genuinely want each other to succeed. I got an email from a student, a former student from last year, and <laughs> she said, I miss having I miss last year so much. And I was just talking to another student in our class and we were talking about all the fun things we did in class last year and how much we missed that part of school. And I thought that is the job that I feel like I have. And potentially the job that I've missed this year of they so, these two students are not in the same class this year. They do attend the same school, but they make it a, made it a point to seek each other out at their new school. And I think that speaks volumes it does. to each other because um, one of the students was a student who struggled and in a typical classroom would have been potentially ostracized due to their 
kind of behaviors and things like that. And it was just, it was a wake up call for me personally, where you're just like, that means so much to me. Building social connections, not just with teammates and colleagues, but with your kids, but, but with my students. Guys, school should be fun. Yeah. And so this year I had a couple teachers tell me, there's not time for fun. We've taken it out. And that about broke me. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not kidding you. It made me think, am I the right fit for the school anymore if that's where we're going? And have I given that off? And there is time for fun. And I think it's a balance. Again, I hate the word balance, but I think, you know what, what we were able to build last year, in my opinion, was there was a time to learn and there was a time to have fun. Mm -hmm. And my students last year knew that and understood that. And when it was go time, it was go time. And they worked hard. Um, Where this year, I feel like, yeah, it has been a lot of work. And the amount of fun has been limited. And and, and so many things go into factors like that, right? We went from a five-day school week to a four-day school week. We went from, you know, we were not only lessening days, but we actually lessened instructional time each day yeah. that we were here. So there, there's a lot of things, but we didn't adjust the curriculum maps. We didn't adjust the things that I had to teach them. And so, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and so Absolutely. many, and so it's, it's having that conversation, I think, but guys, it, it's knowing yourself. And I know there are times where I'm like, I just, I'm just going to go to my room and just close my door and get my work done. And those are times for me after reading books like this where, where I know actually what I really need is to go sit in someone's classroom and just chat. Not about school, not about lo- – just just chat. And, and I think it's knowing yourself well enough to know when you need that time um, to make socialization a priority. Absolutely. I mean, and- I've been racking my brain this year because I have seen – such distress and such disconnect. And I'd be lying to you if I told you I, I haven't. And that it hasn't literally killed me on the inside. Yeah. To see see it happening. I And I think there's so many things. Again, I truly believe that everybody's doing the best they can with Absolutely. the things they've been given. I just want you and, guys to love your job. And I want you to love the students. And I want... Yeah there to be happiness because like I've said, teaching should be happy. I'm not saying it's not stressful. I'm not saying that we shouldn't raise scores. I'm not saying any of that because that's all definitely there, Mm -hmm. right? That's part of our job. Just like any business, you have to do stuff to propel. And if you don't, then there's a problem. But there also needs to be a time for connection and there needs to be a time for joy. Joy. Yeah. Like, and we talked about this last year specifically too. Again, we ha- at school here have a health and wellness committee and we saw the stress on teachers and saw the mm-hmm. disconnect. And you and I had talked at the end of last year, like, why is that? And I said, but think about it. We can't have potlucks like we're used to. We can't, you know, we did a ton of team building activities and we couldn't do those things last year. And, and we saw this huge disconnect among us, our staff. Um, and we've done a lot of things this year to try to bring those things back because we have the opportunity. Um, but we've had a lot of other hurdles specifically at our building. And I think social connectedness is so important and it's, 
easy to just say, oh, I've got to go be productive. But that production, that need to be productive comes at the expense of social connection at times. And, and knowing that there has to be some type of give and take absolutely between the two. So I think um, my opinion is that homework should be, can you find a way to connect this week? Can you find a way um, to do something outside of your norm, right? So if you normally eat lunch together as a team, can you find something else? Uh, can you find the beginning five minutes of a PLC, 10 minutes of a PLC meeting to, to just sit and and talk about life. I'd encourage you to avoid talking about school um, and kids, although that does come back up, right? But can you go out to lunch? Can you, you know, make a coffee date with with a friend? That's not even an education, right? Can you mm-hmm. find a way this week to connect somewhere, somewhere that you don't typically do um, as a way to help build that social investment with other people? I think that's great homework. I think it's going to be very challenging. Also, we realized like this is high stress time, right? We're coming into the end of April here and mm-hmm. uh, state testing is coming up and high Guys, stress. please know that, and all I can tell you when that high stress testing is coming for you and your students, you have worked so hard this year and what hasn't happened hasn't happened and you're not going to get it in in the next two weeks. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Give your students grace. You have now. I'm not saying that we stop because we need to work to the very end, to the very last day of school. Because even when state testing's over, we're not done teaching because yeah. we have to maintain. But give yourself some grace to have some fun and let the kids yeah. have fun. Because I guarantee you, if they feel less stressed, because they know they're per- you tell them you're prepared. You can do this. We have worked so hard all year, yeah. and if they think that you believe in them and you love them they're going to perform so much better than if they are like no we have to do this and she she got all this to me and i just i i just feel all this information it's overwhelming me they will fail then yeah. i promise you yeah and i again thinking, and you're going to go insane thinking of last year and i've said this several times speaking about t- state testing i think um i told my kids last year like you can do this it will be hard it will be a challenge, but I have prepared you the best I physically can. And you have worked so incredibly hard and you will perform well. And, and they believed it and they talked to, they talked each other up. They talked themselves up. And I think that is power and social connectedness, right? You are prepared. Um, you can do You it. are not. I was just telling our team, um, I'm not teaching them. I'm not teaching them anything else in the next two weeks. We're reviewing, we're refreshing, but they are probably not learning any new content. So Just, let's have some fun. Let's enjoy each other for the last whatever you have left of the school year and know that we've prepared them as best as we could going into state testing. And give yourself a, give yourself a break, friends. Give love yourself, yourself love your kids because you don't want them to leave school, whatever school you're at. Only remembering the fire hose in their face. Yeah. On that lovely note, we hope you guys have a great week.